So, Peter, this is our episode 36. Yes. And uh, religious sanity. Religious sanity. I uh, wanted for our times to bring something uh, positive. And uh, this year, um, uh, Vernal Equinox is coming uh, very early because of the leap year. Oh. So it'll come on uh, March 19th at night. Mm. And uh, so for that reason, I think, or in the evening, uh, uh, I, I thought that we can look at uh, spring nature around us yes. or for um, gardens and parks. One of the things that people, I think, do not realize it's okay to do is go out and walk around yes. in nature. I just ran around the reservoir in Central Park in New York City here where we live. And I, I am not a fast runner. So on a, on a given morning, there are about 30 or 40 people that pass me running. Mm -hmm. I swear to you, today there was four people. Yes, that passed yeah. me, and I was thinking, why aren't people running? Mm -hmm. It's 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 totally safe. Yeah. I think they think that there's something in the air or something. No, they're, they're, no they're, outside you are actually safer, uh, for instance, than on a corridor in in your apartment building. Yes, you know, or by the elevator or something like that. So of course you want to minimize that, but getting out, getting some exercise. Uh, is important and uh, you know avoiding again large crowds yes. that's important but uh, outside uh, fresh air uh, UV light from Sun is disinfecting everything yeah. and killing those germs faster than inside for instance or and that is one of the reasons I, I want to really talk about uh, divine gardens and divine yeah. gardens are a thing uh, of course, we hear about that one uh, in Genesis, uh, the creation story, <laughs> yeah. and that is uh, often misunderstood. Uh, people think that it is uh, an, uh, how the world was created, uh, but uh, it is more a uh, mythical description uh, of... Uh, of, of real ga religious gardens. Uh, almost like you have a long tradition in in Buddhist uh, faith, mm. in Buddhist tradition of, mm -hmm. of gardens, mm -hmm. Japanese gardens, Shinto mm -hmm. gardens, for instance. Uh, there is a similar uh, biblical tradition of uh, religious gardens, uh, slightly different than uh, the w one in, uh, in Eastern tradition, but uh, still quite prominent, which uh, got phased out or almost forgotten. Because uh, that story about uh, Garden of Eden got miscued, mm. misunderstood. Uh, or was not approached with uh, poetry in the heart mm. uh, and, and broader understanding of the context. So you have this description of the garden in, in Genesis 2, 
you have it in the uh, book of jubilees which is uh, intertestamental uh, writing in between the hebrew bible and new testament but you have similar description of a garden in the book of revelation at the end where uh, uh, john is invited to see the vision of a uh, new heaven and new earth it is depicted as a city new jerusalem but in certain aspects it has a similar feel almost like a garden because there is a river flowing and trees are growing by bringing fruit each month and the leaves are healing for mm. nations the river is flowing through Jerusalem and trees are growing around. The trees which are bringing fruit 12 times a year. It means every, every month. Mm -hmm. And the leaves bring healing for nations. Uh, so again, uh, even though it is urban, there is a dimension which I would call almost like a park or garden mm -hmm. again. So these are the, the biblical examples, and, and we know that it was deeply rooted in ancient Near Eastern uh, theology, really, and a practical religious lives. Because uh, palaces and temples had gardens around them, and those gardens were not there just uh, as a decoration. They were integral part of of religious life mm. uh, connected with politics because uh, interestingly uh, kings were viewed as chief gardeners really yes uh, in a similar way like in a more arid uh, biblical land king david is depicted as shepherd mm. Uh, so, in more verdant parts mm -hmm. of the world, uh, the kings were depicted as as gardeners. And uh, so, there is a famous uh, passage about uh, King Sargon uh, of Akkad, which dates to the 2300 before common era so it is really now more than 5000 years old and and he describes his ascent to the throne and and i can uh, i can read you sargon the mighty king king of akkad am i my mother was a high priestess my father i knew not his ancestry was among the people of hills I came from Azupiranu, on the banks of Euphrates. There my mother, the high priestess, conceived me, and in secret she bore me. She set me in a basket of reeds, with bitumen she sealed my lid. She cast me on a river which rose not over me. The river bore me up and carried me to Aki, the drawer of water. Aki, the drawer of water, lifted me out 
as he dipped his ewer. Aki the drawer of water took me as his son and reared me. Aki the drawer of water appointed me as his gardener. While I was a gardener, goddess Ishtar showed me her favor. And for four and, and we don't know how many uh, years, now I have been king. The black-headed people I ruled and governed, mighty mountains with chip axes of bronze I conquered, the upper ranges I scaled, the lower ranges I traversed, the sea and land three times I circled. This is his description, you know, yeah. it's broken here and there a little, you know, mm -hmm. it's in reconstruction. So here you see uh, several aspects uh, playing out. Of course, you, you can hear the story of Moses here. Yes. Uh, more than, I don't know, more than 1000 years before, before Moses. Oh, wow. uh, Moses, before the story of Moses is set. <laughs> okay. So uh, and and th th there are th there are questions, uh, of course, whether uh, you know when the Moses story is said, whether it really happened when it is being pr mm -hmm. projected into. So this is thousand years before the projection time of Moses, mm -hmm. <laughs> not the writing of the Moses right. story. So uh, so that that's one thing, but the other thing is here here you have that. Uh, the, the image of of a king as a gardener mm -hmm. you know it's probably not mentioned there directly but he is the one who is drawing water and watering the garden mm -hmm. and that is his responsibility and um, that is bringing him to to his throne and i i love this image uh, not only because uh, my grandfather uh, on my mother's uh, side uh, was an ardent gardener and on my father's side uh, they were all uh, farmers, but uh, because um, I, I think that this image is telling us that what, what is needed for being a really good uh, ruler. It tells us what is needed to be a good ruler. And that is being like a gardener, mm -hmm. taking care of what is entrusted to you. Yeah. You know, being diligent and uh, coming and caring for those plants and, and uh, uh, grafting them, grafting trees and uh, weeding uh, beds and... Uh, seeding and planting and uh, you, you know all of that is a lot of work and and you take care of plants when you hardly see them in hope that they'll grow into something larger mm -hmm. and and you plan for trees when you plant them for instance or bushes uh, you you plant them in distances from one another so that you don't need to come few years later to cut them and completely mm -hmm. destroy them, you plant them so that they would have enough space for their crowns, for mm -hmm. instance. Uh, 
uh, and uh, that is just a marvelous image. Uh, if only our politicians mm -hmm. uh, had this kind of training, uh, either like in the Bible with a shepherd, there, there is a similar diligence and care for yeah. an entrusted flock or with a garden. I don't care. You know, I, I think that that should be required uh, qualification yeah. for our politicians. Uh, like that. Show us here you have a garden and in 10 years, going. in 10 years <laughs> we'll come back. And if it looks presentable, you then we will the allow you to will <laughs> allow you to run for office. That's right. Yeah, you know, or here you have a flock of sheep, and yeah. in in three four years we'll come back and you show us, you know, what you made, how many, how much cheese you were able to produce, mm -hmm. and how many people you fed, how well your flock looks. Yeah, and um, so I, I I like it and. Uh, that is deeply rooted not only in this story. It 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 was uh, like reinforced uh, with the influence of uh, Persian culture. Mm. Interestingly, Persians were really very keen on this uh, metaphor on and on this uh, image. So there are some people, some theologians, who think that that was really the direct. Uh, way of influence uh, for biblical tradition, that it came uh, from, uh, from Persian uh, culture and Persian religion, rather than from Akkadian mm. uh, or Babylonian uh, tradition. Uh, but um, it's difficult to say. I, I think it could be both, uh, but simply because uh, Persians uh, at the, had such a strong culture of having these gardens and having them associated with royalty and with religion that um, it, it just makes sense that it is there. Yeah. And uh, so people don't recognize that uh, paradise is actually derived uh, through this lineage. Uh, it is from a Greek uh, word, English word paradise is from Greek, paradisos. It is uh, rendered in uh, Hebrew as pardes. And it is coming from Persian language, pairideza which simply means walled around hmm. place, you know, or protected uh, mm -hmm. oasis, mm -hmm. or, or place behind a wall, mm -hmm. or fence, fenced out. That's, that's the original uh, meaning. Uh, Greek and Persian sources portrayed Persian kings as good gardeners. And we know that they were. They, they had a very high culture of uh, formal gardens. So Taj Mahal gardens, for instance, are strongly uh, uh, influenced mm. by, by this Persian tradition. Mm -hmm. You know, they are much later. Yeah. But, uh, Arabic culture 
accepted that from uh, from Persian tradition as well. You know, so in Iran, in Iraq, unfortunately now mostly destroyed. You know, but for instance, even Spanish gardens from the time when they were ruled by uh, by Arabs uh, are harking back to Persian tradition. So you see that. Uh, uh, that is uh, quite powerful, you know, and so that's that image of of the garden as uh, as an an, an paradise, yeah. really, you know, as and um, it it has a spiritual dimension. It's a place to go to meditate and to be in harmony with nature, and. Um, yeah, the, I, I mentioned that river in New Jerusalem, definitely a symbolic representations of rivers uh, are always part of it. You, you hear it in Genesis, about, about four rivers flowing, uh, yeah. and, and you can find them in these formal gardens as well uh, in, um, in Persia and around the world where they were influenced by it. And interestingly, uh, there is uh, a modern rendition from the early 20th century uh, of this kind of a garden in Yonkers. Oh. I think you just visited it not too long ago, right? Uh, I, I go there now and then. It mm. is, uh, you, you know, it is an uh, Americanized version. Uh, it is uh, because it it is kind of like influenced by the Greek and uh, Im uh, images or symbolism there partly and and some other. So it's it's uh, a syncretistic mixing mm -hmm. to some degree. But uh, if you really want to see this kind of an informal garden, uh, it is in Yonkers and it is called Untenmeyer Park. Mm. Just Google it. It is by car. It is like twenty minutes, wow. twenty-five minutes, thirty minutes from Manhattan. In public transportation, because you need to change uh, buses several times, uh, I, I think it's like an hour uh, trip. But you can take an Uber and, and be there in no time. Mm -hmm. Not now, when we are yeah, in, right. in, in uh, quarantine. And, and Uber is not a good uh, idea to use unless you absolutely need to, because mm -hmm. that's that's the way it is spreading also, unfortunately. But, um, you know... things get back to normal. But even now, you know, going to Riverside Park yeah. and, and just enjoy the flowers uh, growing and, and blooming. The trees are starting to bloom right. now. Uh, or going to Central Park. That's a similar architectural... Uh, human endeavor mm -hmm. of creating a nature right. in the midst of the city uh, which i think is appropriately celebrated in new york city 
what I don't see there that often or in, in people celebrating is, uh, unfortunately, is that it is not celebrated as much as it could be as a spiritual or religious achievement. Mm. I, I think that it should be. Recognizing yes. that religious dimension of parks, that would be something I would like to bring back to, to, to people mm -hmm. of, of nature, but especially parks. Mm -hmm. and, and having home plants and taking yeah. care of them. Just the idea of at this time, Mm -hmm. When people are stressed out and indoors, mm -hmm. the idea of using your selected time mm -hmm. to go outdoors into an area and specifically kind of a, a, a bracket out that time in nature mm -hmm. as your spiritual time. Yeah. This is a good opportunity to kind of reconnect and, and merge those two, spiritual, spirituality and nature as a way of just grounding yourself again yes with all these words and, and and you can li the watch the trees or uh, bulbs yes. right now that's the bulb time uh, blooming uh, by that i mean narcissus or uh, daffodils and and crocuses uh, but uh, later on there'll be a different plants and and uh, magnolias uh, are already budding and will start blooming uh, that's, that's that kind of, I would call it spiritual absorption or consume. Mm -hmm. But I would like us also to engage in the other aspect of, of spirituality. I think that Western culture gets it wrong very often. We have this consume or consumerism spirituality uh, inkling but you cannot have that without the other part and that is caring or giving i mentioned that those gardeners were taking care of their gardens so taking care of gardens is as important part of this spirituality as that walking or ambulating through the park. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can join the groups which are taking care of our public spaces, for instance, and, and simply getting your fingers dirty. You can uh, reconnect with the soil and with the nature. And it has spiritual aspect in it as well or religious mm -hmm. aspect in it as well and if you cannot do that for whichever reasons or you don't feel called to do it i would like to encourage us as i mentioned moments ago to to have at least some plants at home and take care of them and observe them as they grow uh, and don't have any kind of high expectations. One thing I learned, when you buy a potted plant from a florist, they are whipped up 
by hormones and mm. uh, everything to bloom profusely and be absolutely beautiful. So people get very quickly discouraged because after this uh, artificially or I don't know how to describe it, uh, created bloom is over, uh, you need to wait for another bloom uh, for number of years. Yeah. But don't give up. Patience. Uh, patience. And that is part of the spirituality. Right. You know, the, this care and patience is the flip side of it. You cannot right. have one without the other. Do you want to just take care of something when it's beautiful? Or do yeah. you want to take care of something when it's in it? And it's the process of growing toward that beauty again. And as much as I, and I need to confess also, as much as I love and care for plants, and we have plenty of plants and some rescue plants, for instance, mm -hmm. at our home, uh, there are disappointments. Or when yes. I, I did not know or received a plant which uh, was given a plant which was not healthy to begin with, or this artificial uh, vaping up of that plant mm -hmm. completely destroyed and so it eventually died. That happens as well. And even that is part of that uh, spiritual experience that you try, you try to nurse it to health and it is not going well. And, and you try something else and at the same time being patient and not overreacting. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, you, you know, that grief when you realize that it does not go well and most likely that plant is going to die is another part of that spirituality. And uh, it's like with our pets, only of a different kind. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I, I think that rediscovering and reconnecting with nature and with our plants or plants around us is important and is part of this mytho-poetical understanding of gardens and nature and that is what I wanted to bring to us uh, here and now in spring. I think now more than ever, this is really important. And thank you. Thank you. Until next time.